my God, the season is almost here. We have such trash to talk already. Already. Welcome to Fourth and Dirty, episode four of season two. It is September 7th, folks. Three days to the opening game. Oh my God, Texans Chiefs. Are you excited, Adam? I am excited for all offense, no defense. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. traditionally, it's always the offenses that are ahead of the curve and uh, for the beginning of the year. And especially with no preseason where no one knows anything, mm-hmm. there's there's literally zero tape on anybody. Exactly. It's going to be, for defensive coordinators, a shit show for them. Yeah. But it's going to be awesome for us. I can't wait to see the first... 100-point total game on oh Thursday. God. What if they did that? Opener, like 51-55 or something like some bowl, some skyrocketing. Fantasy glory. To fantasy be fantasy in that, glory. In that game for sure. Talk about a way to, way to start the season. <laughs> it's going to be great. That and would be fantastic. Is that gonna, is that, I can't remember if that's going to be one of the games that has 25% occupancy or 0%. It's really weird which uh, stadiums are allowing fans and which ones aren't yeah. for COVID. Like, it's either... Zero or twenty five percent. It's really weird. Bucks have zero percent. I, I think. I think. I don't remember. I know. Just make it zero everywhere. I mean, money. We <laughs> <laughs> should probably get the Mister Grabs like we'll get money. <laughs> money, money, money. Well, thank you for uh, listening to Fourth and Dirty. This is episode number fifty nine overall. And if you haven't noticed by now, Evan is missing. Uh, he needed to take the week off. Unfortunately, it seems like uh, one of the pups is going to have to be passed on to the next plane. So he needed to handle all of that and spend some time with the the fiance. So <laughs> we wish you the guys the best. Uh, Evan will probably more than likely will be back next week. So don't fret. Um, send him positive vibes. Whatever he needs. We are here for him. But on a good note, Travis from Semantics will be on the show next week. So we'll have Evan. We'll have Travis. Mm-hmm. It'll be a big party. We'll be breaking down week one. It's going to be fucking fantastic. Are you excited, Adam? I am super excited. You know, he is the only one who likes my posts about our podcast in the uh, Semantics League thread. Oh, yeah? He's the only one who emotes. He's like, yeah, well, thumbs now that, up. Now that the season's starting, I imagine people are going to actually be responding. What if he's the, What if everyone... Thumbs up, but he is not the one who thumbs up. Now he hates it. And he, and he hates it. It's like, no, like, fuck oh, you. Oh, I went on for like the third time. Oh, <laughs> my back, my back hurts so much from carrying these likes. <laughs> oh my god. I hope that's not true. <laughs> well, all right, let's get into that NFL news. As we already mentioned, Thursday it's right around the corner, so don't forget to set up those lineups. But Leonard Fournette was not only cut by the Jags. But then signed by the Bucks over this last weekend. Woo! <laughs> That's but that was basically my reaction as a Bucks fan. It was quite the surprise. You're like, oh shit, he's cut by the Jags, and I'm like, what? What is the gaping hole that's left in Jacksonville? And then all of a sudden, oh, he's visiting the Bucks. Oh, he signed the Bucks, and I'm like, oh my god, this couldn't be any more of yeah. a shit show in that backfield as it already is. Yeah. So uh, if you were diehard Bucks fans, the name. Dare Agumbawale, he unfortunately was the casualty for the Bucks. He had to get cut because there's a lot of running backs. There's uh, you know, now there's Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, there's the rookie Keyshawn Vaughn. Don't forget about Shady McCoy. Sean McCoy is still there. That's crazy. Oh my goodness. That's I don't really know what to do with this backfield because Leonard Fournette last year, 
he was force-fed the ball not only on the ground but through the air as well mm-hmm. because there was literally no one out there. There was no TJ Yeldon. There's no Chris Thompson or that they signed for this year. I mean, they got Keyshawn Vaughn and LaShawn McCoy. Exactly. They, they have and the question mark whether or not Ronald Jones is going to be a pass catching back as Supposedly well. Supposedly he's the guy, though. For now. For, I mean, <laughs> for now. I mean... Fournette? Oh. Ah, I, I see what you did there. <laughs> but, um... There's a lot more um, higher quality pass catching running backs for sure in Tampa. So I could see the first week being kind of a, a let's wait and see what happens because it could be similar where he could get one down and then all of a sudden two downs and then whoever is able to catch the ball gets the third down, which so far it might be Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah. And then maybe sprinkle a little bit of LaShawn McCoy because he can actually block. But it's going to be a shit show. And it's probably part of your uh, nas. Yeah, uh, it was, it was, they were a hell nah. They were at the very bottom of uh, you stay the hell away from him. Now you definitely stay the hell away from that backfield. If you haven't already drafted, and we're going to get to that here in a bit because this last weekend was the weekend to do drafting for most people. <laughs> Uh, I stay completely cl- clear of that backfield, not not even remotely touching him in any way. Hmm. And uh, putting another wrinkle in the crumpled newspaper that is the running back crew in Detroit, Adrian Peterson signed with the Detroit Lions. What which a is like, segue. <laughs> I, know. I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, just, I just made that up on the spot. But... Um, God damn it. Like, I know. What the fuck? It was already a nah. Now yeah. it's a hell nah. <laughs> this is a detriment to me because this is a personal. I feel this is a personal attack for me because I literally, we dra- we had our draft um, last, night. Late, la- last night. So Adrian Peterson got signed in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I saw the headline, immediately forgot about it. And then later that night, I drafted DeAndre Swift fairly late in our draft. And I was like, why is he so far down? And then immediately after I picked him, everyone was like, 10th round. Yeah, he was in 10th round. Everyone was like, you know Adrian Peterson's there. I was like, fuck! <laughs> God! You're done fucking goofed. Um, And this puts... This is weird, because he is a slightly better pass catching back than Fournette, but only very slightly. He's mostly a volume type of running back. Oh, yeah. Um, And... You know, he requires lots and lots of carries in order for him to produce any numbers. And I don't know. It seems like Detroit really does not like Carrion Johnson at all. No. Like they just, I know because I, I have a stock of him. Oh and I took God. Adrian Peterson as my last pick in a draft. <laughs> and I was like, genius. Uh, Two-thirds of the backfield is mine. Yeah. Um, I saw a, t- it was like a, a tweet interview headline earlier today. That was like, so is uh, Adrian Peterson going to get like a good volumetric work? They were talking to Matt Patricia at the time. And he said, quote, we'll see. <laughs> oh, God. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, bro. Super appreciative. Oh, man. What a, what a shit show. So we had those two big uh, cuts and then signs that definitely muddled some backfield. So the, so the Jags and the, the Redskins now have a leftover backfield. The Jags, Chris Thompson, Raquel Armstead. Mm-hmm. Now today they named somebody I never even heard of. Uh, a, Z- a Zigbo. 
Azigbo. That's his last name. I, I can't, I'm sorry, bro. I don't remember your first name. Yeah. So is there any fantasy value to be found in the Jacksonville backfield now? The only, pa- the only running back that I am anywhere close to uh, having confidence in would be Chris Thompson. Yeah. Um. You know, he worked with uh, Jay Gruden, who's now the offensive coordinator in Jacksonville for the past six years. So there's familiarity with him, mm-hmm. familiarity with his system, offensive system. He caught a whole heck of a lot of balls back in uh, Washington. Um, he's the only one that I would consider looking at, especially like in PPR formats where he'll just, he's just going to be catching the ball anyways. And like right. even before Leonard Fournette, was uh, cut. It was pretty well known that Chris Thompson is going to be the third down back, cutting into his uh, volume. Now for the wa- the Washington TBDs uh, or the the Washington football team, I think Antonio Gibson now is the big benefactor with AP being cut. Now he's for sure the number oh, one. He skyrocketed up all the rankings. Like we snagged him. Yes, fairly. I snagged him. Yeah, we always. Yeah, like he was before the Adrian Peterson got cut. He was like a low key double digit. Please stay. Please don't don't talk about him. Kind of player. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I hope everyone forgets this guy's name. And now he is going probably round five, six. Yeah. If you're if um if you're uh in in the know, um, people were talking about like that guy's. The hype train is probably the highest out of all the players in the uh, preseason. It's coming in. <laughs> yeah, people were talking about, you know, Ron Ver is going to use him as, like, a Christian McCaffrey type. He had more catches in college than actual carries. Yeah. Like, oh, my He's goodness. Than Christian McCaffrey. I'm like, okay, come, calm, calm down. Let's not be ridiculous. But that would be awesome if it was. Yes, for a fifth round pick, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, it's worth a it's worth it's worth a hype pick in the fifth round. I mean, <laughs> that's when you start taking your shots, anyways. And you know who's taking their shot? The Bears. Mitch Trubisky is the season one, <laughs> week one starter. Oh my god! So twenty one million dollars to the backup. Hooray! <laughs> yeah, genius move by the Bears. Um, I think this is oh, trap, trap it. That one. This is. Work. This is probably more of a pride thing for Matt Nagy than oh, yeah. an actual, like, I don't think Mitch Trubisky is going to be the starter by the end of the year. Or no. it could be, oh, man. What First are, interception. Oh, my goodness. His head. Uh, who are the Bears playing week one? I don't remember. But um, I could see if, like, if he, if he has a bad first half or if he has, like, two quick interceptions. They're playing Detroit. All right. So he's lucky that Detroit's defense is subpar yeah so he might get by week one but you know that leash is gonna be real short because people are gonna because nick Foles does this every time he's a great backup quarterback and when you're paying a backup quarterback 21 million dollars he's gonna be coming out at some point yeah we're gonna see him um i'm i guess this means Allen robinson is fine i mean only fine because he was great last year with Mitch. Right. Um, that did come with a slew of injuries to all the other wide receiving wide receivers there. Um, I think Allen Robinson, in, in my opinion, is probably going to be the only receiving uh, value for that team until Nick Foles comes in. Because I don't, I don't see unless 
Um, so you shit on my Anthony Miller pick in the end of my end of our draft? Uh, I mean, at the yeah, at the very <laughs> end of the draft, he could be something. But you're gonna cut him after week one if nothing yeah, happens. Probably, probably, absolutely, yeah. All right, and, and Ryan Fitzmagic is named the starter for the Dolphins for week one. No Tua. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was really interesting. They um, Let's there was go a there was a Parker yeah. and Kasicki. Oh yeah. So there was a there was a tweet headline. I'm we're gonna talk about all of these tweets later on, but um. There was a story like the only reason why Tua didn't play because they wanted to make sure he was super 100% healthy for One the million mega trillion. So if he did not have this hip injury, he probably could have been the week one starter. Probably. Um, so they're probably going to ride Fitz Magic until he turns into Fitz Tragic, and then they'll probably make the switch, which I think our estimation was like two or three and a half games right? yeah. With his, about how long his magic lasts. Yeah, he's so. very, very limited magic. <laughs> All right, let's get into those NFL injuries. They're already mounting up, and it's, gonna look, it's only going to get worse since they haven't had any preseason games. Travis Kelsey limited with a knee injury already. Oof. Yeah, I I doubt he's going to practice for the rest of the week because they want to yeah. keep him. Yeah, he's probably he'll probably also. play Thursday, I imagine, but... Not good. Damian Harris plays an IR for a hand issue. Man, that hype train turned into a train crash. Yeah. Like, everyone was like, oh, James Damian Harris. White. James White. Damian Harris. James is, he's, he's, he's looking pretty good. He's pretty good. Oh, he hurt his hand. Well, you know, he's gonna, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Coming. It's coming. And turns out it was a garbage, it was a gar- it was a garbage truck back out. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Burton also placed on IR. Oh, Doyle rules. There you go. Yeah, Jack yeah, Doyle definitely Jack. benefits from this. Uh, <laughs> clears up that tight end situation until Trey Burton comes back. Uh, the Colts signed somebody super irrelevant to their practice squad, so I'm not, I'm not really overly concerned about. Yeah, I th- yeah, I would keep a good side eye looking over at Jack Doyle because Hunter Henry was, hmm? Hunter Henry was was great when he was healthy, right? Um, and Philip Rivers loves targeting his tight ends. Daryl Henderson having hamstring issues, but Sean McVay is optimistic for Week One. Oh, we'll we'll make sure to tell to uh, the hamstring know that <laughs> right? hamstrings can be a fickle thing because yes. you know he could tweak it one week and then you're out for five weeks because of out the goddamn for five weeks exactly. Yeah. Well, somebody who was out for five weeks, Debo Samuel's, is now activated by the 49ers. He's off the injured list. Oh man. That's good news. Uh, yeah. Good news for him. Good news for the 49ers. They actually have a real wide receiver now. Yeah. Um good news for those like keeping in touch with uh, Debo Samuel, like for like, like for like the casual type of um uh, fancy fo- fancy uh players. Um they'll look at Debo Samuels and then they'll see the word ING, which means injured, next to his name and like, wow, oh, he's injured. I'm not gonna draft him. Yeah. Which Exactly happened in quite a few leagues and dropped his stock price way down. Like he was going like in like around fifth round ish. Yeah, before like that, it's, yeah. It, before his injury, and now he's like plummeted almost double digits. What I feel like, but um, yeah, he's a great value if you could stash him for the first couple weeks before when he gets his football legs underneath him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be a pretty good steal. I mean. We're targeting him in multiple leagues. Yeah, I would too. AJ Green and Carson Wentz both practice in full finally. I am happier. I'm more optimistic for Carson Wentz. Ooh, okay. Um, 
He I is, really hope he is the uh, king of the sandcastle. Yes, that's that is true. The the uh, self dubbed sandcastle, <laughs> Philadelphia uh, sandcastles, as we all know. Yeah. Um, I AJ Green hasn't played a full season in like four years. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean Carson Wentz hasn't had a fully healthy years in uh like a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. But I think Carson Wentz will be just fine this year. Um, I just still worry about AJ Green's leg health. It's like, I don't know if his ankle is going to get tweaked again. It's just really where, I mean, you could get him at a super late value, like maybe eighth, ninth round, which would be I'd rather great. Take Tyler Boyd, the one who's actually going to be useful. Ooh, I, true. You heard that. Yeah. You heard it from me. All righty. Well, that wraps up our NFL news and our injury news. So, Let's take some time to reflect back on our drafts this last weekend. Oh, oh God damn, Tom George, you <laughs> are a f- Oh, I really wish you didn't auto-draft. King of the auto-drafts, Tom George. <laughs> so let's start with the Semantics League. That was on a Saturday, good old Saturday afternoon. Oh, oh boy, was that a fucking shit show and a half. I, you know, I'm no, glad that it was fun. It was a fun time. We were on Google, Google Meets. <laughs> I've never yelled louder, probably since last year, like for draft picks being picked. Um, so last year, Tom George had an auto draft team as well, yes. and we got made fun of him because it. I think it. I think it was one of the uh, one teams that drafted both Andrew Luck and Lamar Miller. Yes, it did. Um, <laughs> on, the sa- other, on the same day, yeah, things, on the yeah. same day that Lamar Miller tore his ACL and Andrew Luck. Um, announced his retirement. That was the same exact day. Yes. It was like, everyone was like, what? And then he literally drafted those players like minutes later. Oh, man. But um, this year, again, he auto-drafted. So he got the first pick overall. It's some sort of like the universe, you know, no. hey, like making up for that situation. And what does the auto-draft motherfucker get? Ezekiel Elliott, not even Christian McCaffrey. Uh. Oh, I mean, terrible luck. Stop auto-drafting. I mean, yeah. I mean, Zeke Zeke is not a bad, like, second-place kind of um, running back, but when you have the opportunity to just CMC and chill. Mm -hmm. um, CMC and chill. Yeah, I I stole that off Twitter. Um, I would would do it all the time because then you'd be like, oh, I don't have to worry about that spot ever until bye weeks. And maybe just keep them there just for for a second. But, yeah. But um, not only did he not draft Christian McCaffrey in the first, but um, his wide receiver one is Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, for me, I don't think he's a good wide receiver one. <laughs> um, all around a bad auto draft. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Matt Gay. That was um, who the hell's Josh? Oh yeah, Oliver. he auto drafted Matt Gay, which is no longer on a team. Yeah, which is. Weird, because he was so good for us. He last did get year. AP in the eighth round auto draft. Wasn't that nice? That, yeah, but that was also before we knew what team he was gonna sign with. Um, so oh my funny. goodness, so fucking funny. And also his very last pick, which is the only other, he, he 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 the auto draft gave him one tight end, and that tight end is the backup tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, no, it's even better. Jo- yeah, who's that? Um, Josh Oliver. Yeah, Josh Oliver. <laughs> the starting. Tar- tight end is um what Eifert yeah Tyler Eifert um formerly of the uh Cincinnati Bengals but um oh my goodness 
Don't do not auto draft. If you do, at least make it so that you have pre pre yeah, yeah pre picked players. Set your queue. Put up yeah, put up that queue, yeah. man. Because even if you if the auto draft reaches for you, at least you get the player you want. There was definitely some auto drafting going on because uh, CSS Sparko was also auto drafting at one point. As was, uh, I think there was a couple of people, and like I think Sal Sparko auto drafted uh, the yeah. first couple of rounds. Yeah, with uh, yeah, with sixteen people, it's kind of hard to get schedules on there. So oh, yeah. that we knew ahead of a time that some people would have a difficult time uh, with the draft. We had ours at like what noon, twelve yeah. thirty or something like that. Yeah. Um, but even so, it was it was quite interesting to see what the computer would pick. So how do you feel about our team? We were we got the ninth spot overall. Oh man! And we went running back heavy. How do you feel about our team? Obviously, we killed it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I say our team's the best. You all suck. We're gonna ride that to the championship. Um, Buy some new studio gear, money. Yeah. So the ninth spot, in my opinion, is probably the like in all of drafts is uh, probably the best. One of the better spots in this large of a draft, maybe um, you're like right kind of in the middle area. Yeah. For uh, for a twelve man league as well, I do like the ninth spot as well. I pick. I've done some mocks over there and I really love the oh. the picks that I usually get. And one of them that we also picked in our our draft, um we picked Josh Jacobs number one for our yeah, first pick. Very, I very happy with yes, that. Yes. I love Josh Jacobs so very much this year. I usually actually get him as a second round pick in a twelve man as my second overall mmm <laughs> so good. But uh we knew for sixteen man league, he's not gonna he's not gonna be there. So we picked him up and then we also picked up Mr. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I can't believe he fell that far. Yeah. All the way everyone in. everyone panicked though and went running back, so he fell and we were able to get something good. Yeah, for yeah, for sixteen man league getting uh DeAndre Hopkins as the twenty seventh overall player. Yeah. Pretty Although fucking so Travis had the tenth pick. He was right behind us and he's took Julio Jones, you piece of shit oh uh, yeah right before uh, yeah we I were, really wanted julio jones yeah. that would have been fucking spicy yeah we spicy. yeah mm. yeah we, we yeah we were aiming for julio jones but yeah we'll settle for deandre uh, oh, oh, oh no oh. who oh. just got us who signed a contract con- extension today i believe uh yeah cardinals locked him up i kind of like what we did when we rounded up robert woods we got mm-hmm. kareem hunt Antonio mm-hmm. Gibson, James White really like solidified that running back core. Fucking four of them on the first six rounds. Oh, it was it was great. Like it like I think around let's say round four, since it's a sixteen man league, the running backs really got thin and we got a little bit lucky on you know players that were available. But um it was it was pretty pretty damn sweet. We got your we got your guy, uh Mr. James White. Yes, sir. Um Love we it. got our somewhat super hype train man, Antonio Gibson. I was really hoping he would follow us. Oh, it's built it's built up so much already. It's ridiculous. And we got my guy or uh, my uh, super duper tight end man that I've been hyping up, uh, Mr. Mike Gesicki. Very happy about that pick oh, in the eighth man. round. That was good. Yeah. Eighth round, sixteen man team. Oh, that's like a fucking twelfth round pick almost. Um, it is a twelfth round pick. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Um. For you know, our quarterback is Jared Goff. Uh, we were neutral on him, I guess. Um, yeah. We fig- we want we kind of wanted Josh Allen. Like looking back at our draft, maybe we could have reached for Allen two or three rounds earlier. 
Um, but at least we weren't disappointing. You know, Jared Goff was somewhat of a disappointment last year. Um, but the Rams were the team that threw the ball the most. And, you know, yeah, getting the most passing attempts. So I think they're going to be in a good bounce back. You know, we're getting him. Oh, man. Was he? Let's see. Super I, duper. Yeah, yeah, we ninth got, round. Yeah, we got him super duper late. So essentially undrafted in 12 man leagues. So and then we picked up Mr. Chris Thompson, the correct, you know, the correct running back. The correct running back. <laughs> <laughs> and then we figured, well, we might as well get a high powered uh, offensive kicker. Yes. So we got uh, Mr. Greg the Leg. Mm-hmm. So now we can actually look up Cowboys games and just be like, all right, you kicked the field goal. All right, switch channel. Sweet. Wrapped up with the Indianapolis Colts. They got a favorable opening, a couple schedules. We like to stream defenses anyways. And then we just took some wild card shots and some wide receivers, Rashad Perriman, MVS. <laughs> good good reports out of camp for both of them. So fuck yeah. it, why not? Yeah, exactly. Um, Especially for like your last couple of picks, you know, you want to try and see if you could like just swing for the fences type of players. Like, you know, you, maybe you could get some gold, but do not be afraid to drop them right away. Cause you know, they're the, your last two picks. It doesn't yeah, really, exactly. They, they don't, their draft stock is extremely low. So don't hold on to the hope that maybe one week. Cause that's how you, that's how you get like, uh, was that choice paralysis or something? Yeah. Or something like that. You'd be like, Analysis paralysis. Analysis paralysis. Like, we picked up MVS because there was talk of Aaron Rodgers hyping him up. Mm-hmm. But again, he is the number three, three option. Four? Ma- maybe. I don't even know. Yeah. So if he's. We already cut him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's already got. Oh, wait. we cut him? Oh, yeah. We, we already cut him, cut him. To pick up Devonta Freeman, who then didn't get signed by the Jacks. And now we've got That's him true. on our bench just waiting to pick up something spicy. Yes. Yeah, some, yeah, some spice. Oh man, that was I. I forgot we already dropped him. Yeah, so, yeah, just <laughs> so, like that. It's like so not exactly, the games yeah, haven't yeah, even started, yeah. and you know there have been some. We come the next day. We dropped this was this draft was Saturday. We cut him Sunday in favor of Devonta Freeman. <laughs> We're like, fuck that guy. <laughs> We're already picking somebody up. Let's do some work. So, who are some other teams that you actually liked, Adam, that, from the draft? Um, when I when I looked at so so I was at work when this draft was so I was I was either oh my out. god you fucking came crashing in on the Google Meet oh, yeah like, what's up mother like what's up bitches and, you're just <laughs> and, like, just, and I left I was like who the fuck is this guy and he's like well I have to put myself on no camera and then you're just like cutting in randomly. Yeah. And we're like like muting myself so I can like text you the two of you while we're fucking trying to talk and then Evan comes crashing in at one point it was it was pure madness. It was fun. Oh, it, was, it was a fun draft. Yes. Um the let's see, one team that I really liked a lot. Um I'm just looking at glancing over some of them. I do like um uh, Mr. or Miss El Pollo Loco. His draft was pretty pretty decent, I think. Um, you know, he drafted Miles Sanders and Chris Carson back to back. And then he capped that off with uh, Mark Andrews and DJ Chark. I thought that was a pretty strong uh, first four rounds. Interesting. And okay. then right after that, he did AJ Green and Tyler Boyd. He's like, I'm gonna both. I mean, I guess. I mean, one one of them is gonna be the number one, I guess. But you know, having two wide receivers on the same team, I'm really hoping that Joe Burrow is gonna be able to even support him as a rookie run as a rookie quarterback. Um, uh, Daniel Jones, that's. Kind of oh that's okay, I guess. Seventh round too. Yeah, seventh round is a little bit early for him. He probably could have gotten Daniel Jones a lot later. Um 
I do like the Keyshawn Vaughn pick over in the 10th round. He's going to be a good pass-catching guy. And I do like the Blake Jarwin in the 12th. I've, mm, he- I've heard some thinking. super, like, I've heard some experts talking about Blake Jarwin a lot, him having a really strong camp. There's no uh, Jason Witten there anymore. And uh, with, um, uh, I forget who was the wide receiver three for Dallas last year, but he went to the Texans now. But he's no longer there, giving up a lot of targets as well. Um, so I, li- I liked uh, El Pollo Loco's uh, draft a lot. I liked uh, Josh Lund, uh Sean, who were playing week one, EXP 626. Uh, oh, yes. I thought they had some pretty good drafts, but what 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 you find interesting is, is they went quarterback early. Oh, so yes. they're, they're lacking running back depth, unlike us, where we waited. I'm not, I'm not everyone, you got to play the way you like to play. But what's what what you find interesting is you can see it when, you know, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon sounds great, right? Mm-hmm. Their RB2s are DeAndre Swift, Latavius Murray, respectively. So it's kind of like, Personally, for us, we like those that running back depth over taking those. Mm-hmm. Although we could we could have taken Kyler Murray. We did that in the mock draft. Yeah, we did that in the mock, and, and I guess you know some of you guys right. were yeah came out. Yeah, all we, right. yeah, we liked our draft. I guess some of you guys were listening to us. So <laughs> yeah, because you clearly did it. Oh man, you know who also had a, a really crazy draft? I just want to really point out Shayna. She had. <laughs> oh oh man. man, what was Gronk in the third round? Leonard Fournette. That's crazy. Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks. That man, that's that's gonna be like it's gonna be like one of those teams like uh we talked about Andy in our other league. It's gonna be like one of those teams where you're gonna score like two hundred points in one week and then mm-hmm. next week is gonna be like fifty points. I do love my favorite pick of hers was she's like, I'm picking this player solely for their name, Young Hoku. <laughs> <laughs> I have mad respect for that, Shannon. Mad respect for that. Yeah, he's uh he's decent. I mean, Atlanta can at least move the move the ball, he'll be able to kick it. So obviously, besides us winning a championship, uh, any other contenders stand out for you? Uh, well, there's this one. Oh, that's us. Never mind. Um, looking really quick. I think Sal's got a good team. Uh, Sal Sparaco. Oh my God! So speaking of Sal, so he gets on. He's drunk as fuck, and I that I love it. It's fantastic. And at first, he couldn't like figure out how to get in. Finally, got him on his phone. And um, we finally get him to put earbuds on because you can hear the whole bar that he's sitting at. Mm-hmm. And then he walks off to the fucking bathroom. Oh my goodness! And we have to hear him piss. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes out, and we don't hear him wash his hands. And he comes out, and we're like, "Oh, you gross motherfucker! We're hearing you piss. Didn't wash your hands." He's like, "No, no, no, no. That was me washing my hands. The buds apparently cut out right before the before the pee pee line." Uh huh. I was like, "Uh huh, so uh huh." Suspicious, but he did get Derrick Henry, Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett, Derek Waller. That's pretty good. Josh Allen, Philip Lindsay, mm-hmm. Jared Cook. This is actually very similar to my team last year, where you get top tier running back, <laughs> three really good wide receivers, great tight end, running back two. It my running back two was Philip Lindsay last year. Oh, buddy, um, that fell apart for me very quickly once my running back one fell mm-hmm. uh he, he was uh it was chris carson i had last year so pl- just pray that derrick henry does not get hurt um because that team could go south quick yeah my team went south really quick I, luckily i had lamar jackson uh carrying my team basically limping 
<laughs> as uh limping to the playoffs. Um, you have Josh Allen. I like we liked Josh Allen a lot. Basically, a uh, Lamar Jackson light. Yeah. Um, pretty solid team up until after Jared Cook. All right. <laughs> Well, let's talk about our home league, the boys and stripe. <laughs> oh, yes. A lot of this action going on. Oh, nope. I guess my file of mine. Leroy Jenkins' file isn't playing, but uh, fucking absolutely maddeningly crazy. This is our this is our home league. This is when we. This is where the show spawned from. Mm-hmm. This is it's just absolute madness. And uh, I'll I'll talk a little bit about the league. So we like to we have punishments for last place. Adam, you've had to experience this. Unfortunately, I did, the yes. The wrath of Eli Manning, mm. the license plate holder that says you're a loser. A fan, yeah. And, and in bright pink as well. Bright pink. And more importantly, an interpretive dance to the worst song we can potentially find that will be embarrassing for you, a man having, having to dance to. Mm-hmm. And this year, none other than Andy, the two-time Sacco, had to dance to, uh, oh my God, I forgot the song already. <laughs> it was a RuPaul song. It's a RuPaul song. Was it? I don't remember the song. Name. Sissy That Walk by RuPaul. Oh my God. And that was, Andy did this fantastic interpretive dance. It was probably the best dance we've had. It was, It did set the bar really high. So whoever wins the Sacco for us next year, you better, we, we hope it's Andy again, because then <laughs> it'll be a nice. Uh, set the bar even higher. <laughs> yeah, set, yeah, just keep on raising that mountain. It was great, and, and oh, you have to do it for two minutes, so it's not like it's a little bit of time. It's a, yeah. it's a long time, so we expect multiple <laughs> moves. Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, he did a great. Like the last fifteen seconds, he was like, "Is it over yet?" Yeah, it, <laughs> it, was, it was like, "Oh God," because it, it is a workout. It and is. then we started drafting. <laughs> yeah, and then we started drafting. It was it was wonderful. But like I sweat sweated out, and so you you do he do get the number one overall pick. So he took Dalvin Cook to start start our draft off, which totally threw Adam off. That what I was so oh this is by the way uh, did we mention it was a keeper league oh it's a keeper league a ten man keeper league yeah yeah so uh so a lot of players were already kept so uh, let's see uh, la, 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 Pat Mahomes Pat Mahomes is taking R Jackson Saquon Barkley Derrick Henry uh Kenyon Drake Ezekiel Elliott Michael Thomas James Connor and and uh, Chris Godwin yeah yeah and Christian McCaffrey were all kept. Yeah, they, yeah, they were taken. They were all picks scattered across the, uh, the, uh, the board already taken. So number so, one, the number one option was Alvin Kamara, which I figured yes. he was going to take. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, in every mock draft that I've done, Alvin Kamara never fell past number three to me. Yeah, and I would, and I was always able to take, uh, Dalvin Cook, quite comfortably. And you were happy. And I was like. All right, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. This is my life. This is my, this is gonna be my life now. And what did Andy do? And take fucking Dalvin Cook number one overall. And I was I closed my eyes and I screamed. This is all, just like last year all over again. You didn't just close. You close your eyes and scream onto the Zoom call. Yes, I was so mad. Everyone's eardrums. Yes, I was so <laughs> mad. Righteous was, anger. So you got Josh Jacobs though. <laughs> I did get Josh Jacobs. Like I mean, after that, after my first, after the first, I calmed down, picked Josh Jacobs. I'm like. I'm just gonna go all in on Josh Jacobs this year, and just uh, everywhere, yeah, everywhere. I'm just gonna take him that way. If I, I'll soar to the highest mountains, or I will crash to the fall bottom. On that sword, yeah, yeah, fall, right. I'm gonna, yeah fall, I'm gonna it's fall on that sword. It's one sword. <laughs> so it's three. It's, yeah, it's one sword, <laughs> thousands of times. So how do you feel? How do you feel this draft turned out for you? So my keeper was Chris Godwin. I kept him in the fifth round. So okay. I figured 
this is probably going to be the first year. I usually like going running back heavy, but yes. I've never, ever done triple running back. And this is the first year that I've done triple running back. You did go triple wide. Um, and I was actually surprised. I surprised myself when I was at, in the third round that I was like, well, I guess I'll just keep the train running. Because um, so uh, by the time it was the second round, I was deciding whether to take either Chris Carson as my running back two or Miles Sanders as running back two. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also the option of taking uh, either DeAndre Hopkins or Julio Jones. But since I heard, already had Chris Godwin in the fifth, I'm like, I'm going to go running back heavy. I don't really like the running back depth right after this pick. So Chris Carson is the healthier of the two running backs. Yeah. So I picked Chris Carson. And what happened in the third round? Miles Sanders came right back to me. So I was like, well, now my hands are tied. I, I have to take Miles Sanders. So when, You have to take Miles Sanders? Dude, everyone, I think Miles Sanders is going to be pretty great in that Sandcastle offense. Uh, I did get some insurance much later in my draft. My second to last pick, I did get Boston Scott. So Where's even if, if Miles Sanders blows up, I have insurance with Boston Scott. He did pretty great with Philadelphia last year in the near the end of the year. So having Josh Jacobs, Chris Carson, and Miles Sanders, three potential players in the top 12 running back, I was pretty much set. I didn't have to draft another running back until the 10th round where I drafted DeAndre Swift. But, um, you know, I went with uh, Tyler Lockett as my first wide receiver picked. I really like that. And having Marquise Brown as the in the sixth round, following that up with Mr. Debo Samuel, you know, four really good wide receiver ones. I think I had a pretty strong start. And then, unfortunately, you bastard, you took uh, Josh Allen right before ah, my eyes. Ah, so I had to settle for, uh, I, know, I had to settle for uh, Drew Brees. Um, I got my boy Mike Gesicki for uh, the ninth round. I really like that. And uh, four more running backs. Four more running backs because I was pretty much set on set. I just loaded up on. You're all set the with those four wide receivers. You're like, that's it. Last last week yeah. you said you only needed two running backs. This week you took seven. Which yeah, is I'm, it, Adam? I'm, I'm all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep it. Gotta keep it mystery. Gotta keep, to keep all the people enticed. But um, I don't know. I could I could throw up some people up for trades depending on how things go. But um, overall, I think this is probably my best balanced year. Uh, oh. Last year, I was kind of ho hum in terms of my confidence of my draft. Um, because Rico. Last year, he picked in front of me, uh, I think three or four rounds in a row, the player that I was going to pick, like right in front of my face. And that just threw off my whole he draft. He went to the championship tra- game. And he went to the championship game. So I th- like the feel that I went to the championship game <laughs> vicariously. Um, vicariously. Vicariously a champion. But, uh, you know, I did a lot more research. This is probably this is my first year that I've done all around final or uh fantasy football research and i really better we're doing a podcast (laughs) i know but um you know compared to like last year you know when i was only maybe a month or two uh doing what we're doing now um i feel a hell of a lot more confident in my uh drafting skills very nice very nice sounds like you had a pretty good draft uh mine did not go the way i expected it to go 
and in, oh my in goodness. some of it I'm very happy with, some of it I'm not so happy with. So I guess we should start right away with your keeper was Kenyon Drake all the way in the what twelfth? Twelfth round. Twelfth yes, round yes. because uh got him for free. Yeah. So in our so in our league, when um when you draft a player and you keep him, you keep him next year where you draft. But if you pick him up off of the waiver wire, um we assign them a twelfth round. It's like not like free, but there's still some some sort of value that's tied to keeping them. Yeah, so I got him for a twelfth round. Fucking, I I was deciding between him and Nick Chubb for a twelfth round. So either or was a. <laughs> I went with Kenyon Drake. I was like, all right, who has the potential to be a top five running back? Kenyon Drake, not Nick Chubb. So that's why I went with that. And so Clyde Edwards Hilaire fell to me at the fucking sixth spot. Which is mind-boggling. I didn't think that was going to happen. None of my mocks that happened at mm-hmm. all. It was either going to be Josh Jacobs or Joe Mixon. Yeah. And I always figured you would take Josh Jacobs, so then I would have to decide between Joe Mixon and Devonta Adams. Yeah, I was. Yeah, when I was since I was well, I was fourth overall. So I, my pick was between Josh Jacobs and Clyde. So yeah. it was going to be either or, and I just went with Josh Jacobs because he's technically more established. Um. We always talked about that, you know, he could just be like Kareem Hunt like in his rookie year. Yeah. But then there's like the inkling in the back of my mind, like, but what if he isn't? What, what if he isn't? isn't? Yeah. But um, that's what I, that's what I'm scared about now. Well, well, at least you have the Kenyan Drake as a as a backfall just in case. <laughs> oh no. Right, another another risky running back. So that's what it ended up being is risky running backs and a pretty strong wide receiver core because Devonta Adams fell in me in the second round, which is mind boggling. Mm-hmm. But Everyone was going fucking Evan took Travis Kelsey with his second pick. Oh man. Mind boggling. And then Devonta Adams. So I was like, okay, shit. Devonta Adams fell to me. Smash that. And then Kenny Galladay fell to me in the third round. Smash that. Yep. And then DJ, it was between DJ Moore and Todd Gurley. And I decided to go DJ Moore, like just lock up that wide receiver core. Mm. More like more more weeks than not, I'd probably flex DJ Moore. Yeah, I was uh I was a s- slightly salty. I that was that was the first. Uh, I only predicted two of your picks, and the fourth round pick was a very. I was very salty when I predicted that correctly because that that was gonna be my. You fr- wanted him. I yeah. wanted DJ Moore, and then I was like, "There's no way he's gonna pass on Stole DJ Moore." Stole two players, DJ Moore and and, yeah. and Josh Allen from you, and so in the fifth and sixth round is when it sort of all started going a little wonk. It went a little wonky for me. It didn't go the way I was hoping it went because. Melvin Gordon fell to the fifth round, and I was like, "That's a lot I, of goddamn value just sitting there." Are you gonna take? Are you, wait, I even I, 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 I nod him. Yeah, I t- I uh I t- I told you it's it's thematically relevant for you because you at that point you had the camera facing the wall where the Melvin yeah. Gordon jersey was. Yeah, exactly. So it was like it w- it was perfect. It's you. what I stare at every week when we do the show. So I'm like, should I just draft Melvin Gordon? I was like, should I reach for James White? I should have reached for James White because fucking Evan stole my biah, James White, from me. So now I can't enjoy it in my fucking home league. You suck, Evan. You should so just, I took you Antonio should. Gibson in the sixth round. <laughs> yeah. I so was I, like, so I bet it all on Antonio Gibson, which you accurately predicted I would yes, take. Yes, I was like, he's going to take Antonio Gibson, isn't he? I texted Evan, and then Evan verified it. As soon as you picked it, and I was like, I knew it. Ah, uh, you knew it. You knew it. And I took Evan Ingram, Josh Allen, Tevin Coleman, Emmanuel Sanders, rounded out that starting lineup, put some depth to that. I uh, figured, again, another nah, Tevin Coleman. That's so mm. ridiculous. Emmanuel Sanders, uh, uh, just a solid backup. 
can't go wrong with that. Took Harrison Butker mad early, but I love him. I am I am biased. I fully yeah. admit that. That could be that's gonna be a top two, Ele- three off defense. Eleventh. Yeah, I mean I was like, screw it. It's gonna be a top kicker. Now I got Clyde and him. Screw it. And then uh I kept Ken, like I said, Kenyon for a twelfth. And then I had Chase Edmonds. I picked up in the thirteenth, sort of ensure that Kenyon Drake pick. Yeah, that took, was smart. Took the Colts again, easy opening schedule, and just took a shot at Anthony Miller at the back of the back of the draft. <laughs> I might dump him. I don't really care. He was, he was, you were so mad that I slighted Anthony Miller. But um, yeah, he could be. He's not my favorite wild card. Mm, yeah, he could be okay. Yeah, I might dump him actually. Now that I think about it, <laughs> he's already gone. Yeah, so I'm so uh, you know, not my running back crew didn't turn out the way I wanted it to, which is sort of. So you're, strange. I I was hoping for uh, I guess, less at least one non-risky running back. I feel like my whole crew is all risk running back. Like it's either going to pay off extremely well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just be fucking curb stopping all of you, or this is going to blow up in my face. Yeah. I'm su- real big. <laughs> yeah. For you, I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised. I know he had some lower body injury, um, uh, a week or two ago. I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised you didn't take Miles Sanders thinking that, didn't you? Don't you have him in another league, or did have him in another league? And you were really high on him, and you didn't. I'm really surprised you passed on him in the second round. Um, but obviously Devontae with Adams. Devontae Adams just being there, I actually would have. I actually had in a lot of drafts. I considered taking Devonta Adams first round, Chris Carson second round. Ooh, that's a good stack. Actually, actually, that's what I picked last year in the semantics. Yeah. yeah, Devontae Adams was my number one, and then Chris Carson was my number two. See, see, see. Would have come back. Would have used. Would have used it here. I guess we could talk. We could run through Evan's team, which is absolutely mind boggling. Oh man, I, Michael high Thomas, st- high stress. Travis Kelsey, Mark Ingram, Kyler Murray, Stephon Diggs, James White, Brandon Cooks, Philip Lindsay, Henry Ruggs, Nikhil Harry. What a fucking homer. <laughs> Ronald Jones, Greg Zerline, Seattle. Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, we forgot. Uh, there is one last punishment as a. Well, it's a punishment for being champion, which is we get to pick your very last pick, mm-hmm. and that's it. You just we just have to pick the pick. We don't go anything further than that. And so we picked Lucky Whitehead, wide receiver. <laughs> uh, we were thinking about putting Andrew Luck in there, and then we're like, we because we just searched in, in the sleeper, and we're like Luck, and then he was like ranked two thousand something or other. Yeah, and then like in the one thousands was Lucky Whitehead, and we're just like, well, it sounds very sexual. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> So he just has to draft him. He can drop him. No big deal. But it's, it's a weird tradition we've been doing. Like, I had to draft. I can't even remember who last year. Yeah. I think it was, like, a terrible defense. Probably. It was probably terrible. It was, like, the Washington Redskins defense. And I was just dropped him, pick up the Cowboys. No big deal. Like Gross. Moving on. Well, uh, did you have any other drafts over this last weekend, Adam? Um, I do not have any drafts this weekend. But I do have one last draft uh, Wednesday Ooh. afternoon. It is uh, my work league over at the Hard Rock. Uh, that is a full PPR auction draft league. Jesus Christ. Yes. Uh, there's 12 of us in there. Uh, we do like a $100 buy-in. So high stakes. High stakes. Um, yeah, that's uh, happening Wednesday. I've had a few of the guys... Pull me to the side, be like, "Hey, uh, what do you think about this play?" It feels nice having people come to you, be like, nice, "Yes, nice. this guy is. Yeah, this guy, this guy's good." No, don't, don't touch that guy. He's trash. But um, yeah, well, that sh- that's gonna be pretty awesome. We had one 
Uh, our draft last year was over at the Ale House. Uh, they had, they had, they pseudo catered us. They had like a draft special thing. Yeah, you could order a shit ton of food. Yeah, they gave us a shit ton of food for fairly reasonable price, and we still had like leftover food and whatever. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we can't do that this year because of the COVID situation. We might have some pockets of people hanging out either at somebody's house or we could have a small group in, at uh, Ale House again. But, um, you know, auction leagues are pretty fun. Um, I'm still relatively new on the numerical value of how to spend money on a player. So last year I was pretty conservative. This year I'm probably going to take a more aggressive strategy Ooh. Um, just to get, you know, for full PPR, it's a whole different ballgame because one, one catch is a point. Yeah. Like for players who just have high amounts of receptions, I'm going to be targeting those type of players. I mean, James White was a top 12 running back, or at least in my opinion, in full PPR oh, last sure. year. Yeah. Um, he had multiple 20 plus point games oh, just yeah. for catching the ball. Not even get hit. I don't, oh man, I, I think it was week one last year where he freaking demolished me. And I was like, motherfucker, I don't know what I'm doing. But uh, yeah, that's going to be really fun over. Uh, oh, one quick thing. We also base our league name off of a vote of uh, movie titles. And then we each base of, base our teams off of quotes from that movie title. Oh, so nice. la- yeah. So last year it was... Um, Wedding Crashers? Uh, yeah, last last year's was Wedding, Wedding Crashers. Yeah. yeah, my team name was... Uh, it's like fishing with dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this year's, our the votes came in. The movie that won was uh, Friday. Friday. So, yeah. Oh, so shit. it's going to be various quotes from that movie. Damn, Felicia. But, um, or by Felicia, rather. Yeah, yeah by, yeah, Felicia. by Felicia. But, um, yeah, I'm going to have to rewatch that movie because I need to requote hey, myself. Got to get some good quotes there. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be happening this Wednesday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah, I had my uh you're talking about it my my keeper league, which is also a full PPR league. So I can uh I had that draft uh Sunday before the boys and stripe. <laughs> so that one that's an eight keeper league. So Oof. who I ended up keeping was Dak Prescott, Carry on Johnson, mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin, Christian Kirk, Darren Waller, Miles Sanders, Cooper Cup, Matt Burita. All right, yeah, pretty solid. Pretty solid. And, was- this, and this is the, this is my now my third season. Yeah, you inherited that. I inherited this in team. This is what I've built it into so far, mm-hmm. and so this is what I. And so this last off season, I, I had Mark Andrews on my team. And so what I did was, as I had like the fourth overall pick, because mm-hmm. I'm still like bottom third, but I haven't finished last, so I'm avoiding a punishment of uh, oh jeez, a giant black dildo. Oh jeez. Yeah, and then during the draft, you have to hold it. Your hand has to be touching it the entire time. Oh my, is that at least clean? Yeah, please tell me. Okay, yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, nothing gross like that. But you, there, so, like, if I had it, it would be like Eli Manning. I had to prominently put on my fucking mantle. <laughs> so, unfortunately, I've avoided all of those. I've never had oh, a sacko. Oh, man, that's pretty severe punishment. Yeah, so it's very bad. So, I've avoided that. So, but what I did was I traded Mark Andrews and I went up to the second pick. Ooh. Wait, so, what I did, so I got Jonathan Taylor. Okay. And then I got, then I went Tevin Coleman. And I have Nikhil Harry, Mike Kosicki. Oh, so my I boy. Repl- replace that tight end. It's a full mm. PPR. So put in an, yeah, that's true. Full PPR and two flexes. So I, I flex a tight end a lot. Yeah. Jalen Rigor, Jared Goff, Jalen Richard, Cole Beasley, and then last pick, Adrian Peterson. I was like, fuck it. Yeah. I got two-thirds of that Detroit backfield. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to do something. I'm trying to pedal them both to the DeAndre Swift guy for 
for like a wide receiver or something and then be like, look, you got the whole backfield. Cause it's kind of, it's kind of like a mini dynasty. So you just yeah. think more long term. So I'm looking at like younger guys, mm-hmm. guys who could explode later in the season. It's kind of like, I'm just trying to survive every yeah. year. I'm just like, all right, I'll, I got, I got Dak Prescott and Cooper cup <laughs> <laughs> and Darren wall. You know, I got, I got some pieces. So I'm hoping Jonathan Taylor pans out more for next season. Yeah. And I'm, I'm again, I hope I'll get like a top, five pick i can get something else and then i can then i can start stringing like playoff runs together yeah oh man yeah that like leagues that you when you trade draft picks those are those are kind of wild for me like, oh, oh it, Jesus. Was, it was wild like it's like you don't even know who that would be like that could be the guy that could be on your team for 10 years or he'd be a scrub yeah so speaking of so the person in front of me she drafted Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and then after the draft, traded him away for J.K. Dobbins. What? Mm. I don't know what the fuck. Why? They, some weird ass trades had. I thought I gave a super reasonable Mark Andrews to move up two spots. <laughs> that that hurts my brain. Like one of our listeners is a diehard Kansas City fan. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure he just had a heart attack when, as he's listening to this. Oh, absolutely. Like why would you? Why would you trade Clyde? Oh man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's that's gonna be interesting. So let's get into well. Uh, what we did is we pulled some tips together for you guys, and we're getting back into the season. Just some some friendly reminders from like our fantasy one hundred one, two hundred one area. Just things we you hear us talk about all the time. Just as things to make sure you do throughout the season because it literally is Thursday, guys. It's it, it's Thursday, and first one is work that waiver wire. You see, we're already yeah. doing it. Yeah, man. Like pay pay attention to what your league mates are uh, doing, even uh, even immediately after drafts. Like players could get, actually, they will get dropped. Like I think literal minutes. That's uh, tip number two. See who's dropped. You know, don't don't just look at who was picked up, but see who they let go. Because yeah, they have to let go of somebody to pick up somebody usually. Yeah, exactly. It's like immediately after our one of our drafts, like somebody just dropped some random player because they forgot to draft a kicker. Yeah. For whatever reason. They just forgot they didn't draft a kicker, so they dropped someone to pick up a kicker. Yeah. Because you gotta have a kicker. Because yeah, I mean that's a that's still a spot if um and especially for uh now we use the uh sleeper app for uh our leagues. Um unfortunately for the auction league. Um I'm calling you out. We use ESPN. Um but for sleeper specifically um, what I like about Sleeper in terms of the uh, the uh, team transactions, I have it. You can set it up to where you get notifications on your phone to see who was added or dropped, or like any sort of transactions. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, I don't know if I don't think there's an app, uh, a thing for the ESPN app for to send notifications, but that allows you to be in the know for your league, and there won't be any sneaky kind of drops that you don't that for a player you probably would have were looking at but you didn't know it was on the waiver wire yep. and then, then you just miss them because you checked a couple hours or even a day or two later that happened to me last year a couple times on espn so i'm really glad that we went on the sleeper app um so yeah waiver wire Kenyon Drake was a, a drop someone had yeah. him if he played for miami they dropped him to the waiver wire mm-hmm. i picked him up he gets traded to Arizona. Boom! I turned him into a 12th round keeper. That's what I mean by you got to work the waiver wire, see who people drop because mm-hmm. that could be that could be the that decision I made last year 
for picking him up on the waiver wire could be what gets me a championship this year. Mm-hmm. You know, like you got to work the waiver wire when the, and you don't win your championship at the draft. Like the championship year I had with Melvin Gordon, it was only him and Travis Kelsey were the only two players from that draft that yeah. survived. Like this yeah. whole team, I'm prepared to cut bait if I have to. Yeah, like Ooh, transaction crazy that year too. Oh yeah, that was that was like the number one transaction guys. I was fucking get him off my team. Just <laughs> I was I think I was Evan that year. I think if you go crazy that year, yeah, <laughs> you do win you win a championship for some reason. Um, another tip I have is um, talking about you know the team you drafted with is wait till after week two. That's when you should start really dropping players, looking mm-hmm. to trade players, because now you've got a couple of weeks. Yeah. But it's not an it's enough that you can get a snapshot, but it's probably gonna change. So you can decide if you want to bail or buy in on a situation. Cause somebody's gonna likely panic about yeah, somebody. True. And someone's gonna be in a positive situation trying to get a, an advantage off of somebody. So definitely wait till that week two area and see if you can pedal somebody. See if someone's 0 and two. Look at their team. They're freaking out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Usually, yeah. You don't want to be in an early hole in yeah. terms of uh, wins, losses. Even at 0-1, you could probably do something along the lines. Oh, I'm sure you could. I mean, I always, tra- traditionally in, in all of our leagues, I always lose week one. It's just it's just a thing that happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't understand it. Like, I, I draft, I'm probably going to lose week one this year in all three Prepared. leagues. But, um, oh, God, that means we have our curse. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Even after week one, you could s- see if um you could uh, profit off of uh a week one. Remember uh Sammy Watkins last year? Oh yeah, scored forty fucking goddamn points. Exactly. Or T.J. Hawkinson could have sold him, sold him for uh, King's ransom. King's ransom. <laughs> then you would have been doing great that year. But yeah. See, you can do stuff like that if you think someone blows up and is not going to do it again. Mm-hmm. But that that's it's early. It's it's early to tell. So you gotta. It's dicey, but that's why I say week two is usually the best week to to wait. All right, the next one is when uh, you get these projections in your app, you know, Sleeper, ESPN, whatever. Use that to your advantage. If you're down, like say, you know, Adam, you and I are playing, mm-hmm. and you're projected to win, like, by 20 points. Well, I shouldn't be playing conservatively then because I should look for players who have a huge ceiling, the potential to score, like, 20 points, oh, yeah. get a couple touchdowns because I need to overcome that 20-point gap to beat you, mm-hmm. whereas – Conversely, you know, you're up by 20. You may want to play more conversely because you want that 20-point gap. You yeah. want you want to make sure you get that floor built in. Mm-hmm. So we use those projections to help set your lineup. Those were the, That's what we say when we say floor and ceiling players because you want a mix of both depending on what's going on, who you're playing against. Mm-hmm. You know, week one, we're playing Sean. We got, he's got Kenyon, you know, he's got um Kyler Murray. You know, that's going to be a big detriment, but we got Josh Allen, so we could be could be a little of a neutral field for us. So it's like you kind of go through your matchup. We're projected to win by a couple points. So it's like, all right, maybe maybe our flex play will be a little safer. You yeah. Know? So use that to your advantage. Um, up next is your is is that flex position like I was just talking about is you want to make sure you don't. Oh, number one, yeah. Don't fucking uh, lock it in on Thursday night. <laughs> yep, that's the number one. Uh, do not use your flex player. Do not put a flex player starting on a Thursday night because what that does, it literally cr- makes your team inflexible. You know, f- most leagues of a flex player, you could either put a running back, tight end, or wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So, some crazy leagues have like super flex where you could put a second quarterback in. Oh, that's spicy. But, um, you know, when you put... When you make a player 
start on a Thursday night game in your flex position, um, that inhibits you from moving other players around your team on game day. Mm -hmm. Um, That makes it so that what if somebody gets hurt? Yeah. Like, you know, if they they could, anybody could, we got COVID. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, What? Yeah. This season in particular. Yeah. With COVID, you know, player can test positive for COVID and then they'll be put on the, uh, the COVID list for a week or two. But you know, if that happens and you have a player that, uh, in your flex and you can't, you know, fill that hole, you're put yourself in a bind and that causes undue stress. And when that happens, you make dumb decisions, oh, dumb yeah. decisions. So please, please, please do not put any player in your flex starting Thursday. Yeah. Just put them in your starting lineup and mm-hmm. then worry I, about what, it later. What I like to do is I look at my running backs by wide receivers, tight end, whoever's got the latest time. I just put them in the flex spot and mm-hmm. just move on with that. It's like, you know, if it's, it's the Sunday night game, Monday night game, because that gives you that little yeah. mental edge over your opponent. It's like, oh, God, they have to wait till Monday night to find yeah. out whether they've won or not or whether you're going to fucking come in and just swoop that victory away from them at the end. Yeah, Actually, um, I think in – was it our league or – no. In, oh, in our striped league, I'm playing against Theron. We both have two t- two – defenses playing on monday night oh, there's nice. two monday night games um i have i have the pittsburgh defense at 7 10 mm-hmm. and then he has the titans defense at 10 20 oh, so nice. i'm not gonna find out what happened uh who get potentially wins until after the titans play so that's that's scary yeah he's got so i'm playing um Michael, who doesn't know what he's doing he's got saquon barkley so monday night he's got saquon Barkley. so i have to wait till monday night but I've got Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Harrison Butker playing Thursday night. So I'm gonna have this huge advantage going into Sunday, but then I have to wait till Monday oh, to man. see if I, I have to build this huge lead to out outplay Saquon Barkley. That guy's playing Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking better show up for me, Adam. Oh God. You better show up for me. And this uh this last one. Oh yes. Um I put this in one. Uh, this has actually helped me tremendously, at least the past two months so i was not really adverse to using twitter all that much i was just mostly using it for you know to promote our show um but i started following uh a lot of high profile football twitter's uh handles and what i want to express that what i can't express enough um is you know get a twitter and Follow important football handles. So the one, the, my number one um, football handle that I follow is a uh, Roto World Football. Um, it has like a red logo. Have its like CBS. It's based off of CBS. They own it. Um, I get updates sometimes minutes apart on anything to do with fantasy football. This and- motherfucker, I, I shit you not, like. I'll I could be holding my phone and Adam will text us and he's like, "Oh, this happened." And then Sleeper will Yeah, alert it is me. Yeah, it is you know, we I like using Sleeper for alerts cuz they're usually out of all the football specific uh apps, they're probably one of the quicker ones. Um but with Twitter, um if you follow the right people, you could get it even quicker than that like you know, that extra 30 seconds to a minute if you're quick on the handle you could pick up a player yeah. just like that and sweep sweep someone off uh sweep someone out um so, got nick chubb in my championship year oh yeah, yeah boy 
So, you know, there's like Adam Silva. He's really good as well. Ian Rappaport. Ian Rappaport. Um, Adam Schefter. He's also pretty good as well. Um, you know, the, you know, getting a Twitter and following the right people. Cause sometimes Twitter can be kind of a, a shithole if you just follow just wrong people and expand on the bad things, but you can use Twitter as a great tool if you follow the right people. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So let's wrap up this show and run through our week one predictions. That's right. We they're right here. We got to start talking about So Thursday night, Houston, Kansas city. Calling now. This, this is going to be reached like a hundred points. Barn burner. Barn as, or at least if not a hundred, it's going to get like, they're going to score over 30 each. All right. So I, fire I up everything for Kansas city, except the defense. Oh man. Uh, I think, yeah, essentially all the high profile pieces, for Kansas city, although kind of worried about Travis Kelsey. Oh, like yeah. with that, I well, mean, he is injured. I mean, the the knee is not a very good thing to get injured days before your first uh, game. Yeah. Um, he they could limit his play in terms of like his production. Um, but outside of that, you know, every you know. So Mahomes, if no Kelsey, would you go McCall Hardman or Sammy Watkins, wide receiver two? I mean, it is week one. Sammy Watkins is only producing. Week one. Um, <laughs> I know. 40 points, Sammy Watkins. Um, I've been burned too many times by Sammy Watkins. I would have to go with Nicole Hartman. Okay. I've heard a rumor that Clyde Hilaire and Daryl Williams, because DeAndre Washington got cut by the Chiefs over the over the oh. weekend, might might split the load. So I may be, uh, may be getting butt fucked week oh, one. Oh, don't split. No. Yeah. Give us full. Full. <laughs> what was the, the the Parks and Rec quote? Don't half-ass two things. Yeah, exactly. full ass yeah. one thing. Yeah, full. Give us the full ass. Give us the full Kansas City ass. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hopefully that doesn't happen because otherwise that first round Clyde Edwards Lair pick is a is an immediate bust. Oh, because you're expecting was, you like I said you want Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I, I want what happened in Kareem Hunt's rookie year to happen to Clyde. Exactly. That was, you know, I had both Kareem Hunt and uh, Alvin Kamara that year. That was such a good year. That was a good start to a year, wasn't it? Oh, that's so good. Oh, how quickly that fell apart. <laughs> um, on the Houston side, I actually think Brandon Cooks is gonna be have a pretty fucking good game. I'm, I'm, I could see two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone is healthy in Houston, so that's always good, right? Um, so that means Will Fuller couldn't have Will Fuller the fifth could uh, potentially have a great game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Kenny Stills. Kenny. Oh man, I forgot about Kenny Stills. Um, yeah. So in I, theory, Deshaun Watson should have a pretty good game too. Then, I mean, Deshaun Watson, regardless of the team around him, he's always going to be producing. I'm not worried about Deshaun Watson. Like he could be, they could be down 20 points and he'll be great. So I guess the big question is, what can we expect from David Johnson week one? Apparently, <laughs> apparently the updates in camp, he's looking great. Oh man, I mean, he used to be the shit. He used to be the guy. He, used to be, he was the Todd Gurley before Todd Gurley. I mean, yeah, but that was like three, four years ago. Um, and then you know a he had broken that, arms he, later. Uh, yeah, he broke his wrist uh, week three, couple of years ago, and he was out for the year. And then last year he got supplanted by Chase Edmonds, and then later Kenyon Drake, and he looked really slow. Uh, but um, you know, if all indications are he's looking great in camp. If you drafted him in the fourth, fifth round, you're, you're going to have to start him, man. Um, 
my confidence level in David Johnson isn't that great. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I really like the I really really like the dude. Um, I would guess, narratively speaking, like he wants to prove that he's still a good running back. Um, there was a uh, a tweet that I saw where he wanted to prove that uh, Bill O'Brien was correct in trading for him. Oh yeah, which it was like, okay, yeah, you're on the team, so you have to make the coach feel good about mm-hmm, you. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, I mean, he's probably their best pass catching running back that they've had. Oh, for sure. I mean, when you're comparing it to Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson, Duke Johnson, I mean, or Carlos Hyde's back in Seattle now, but, um, you know, I think he'll be serviceable. Okay. All right. I mean, if both teams are scoring 50 points, he's going to have to get some of that, right? Yeah. You think he's going to get something. He can't, I don't see him finishing lower than an RB two this week. Mm hmm. Just because he has to have volume in this, what should be a high-scoring affair? Another what? Another high-scoring affair that I think is going to happen: Seattle, Atlanta. Yeah, there's. Oh man, I wish no Jadavion. No Jadavion Clowney. He's he's with the Titans now. Yeah, the like Seattle defense isn't anywhere near. They did get their, Earl Thomas though on during the offseason. I'm sorry, what? They did get Earl Thomas, the uh, the Jets safety. I was like, I don't want to fucking play with him anymore. Earl Thomas was on the Ravens. He got no. Cut. Who am he I got... thinking of then? Oh, you're thinking of uh, Jam- Jamal, Jamal Adams. Adams. Jamal Adams. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They cut the Ravens. Cut Earl Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah Jam- I forgot about Jamal Adams. Yeah. Um, I mean, their pass defense was okay. Um, this is probably yeah the Battle of the Birds. This is gonna be a really Who's good. It? Who uh, takes it? I'm gonna go with Seattle because their offense is a lot better than. They can at Atlanta. least run. They can run the ball, control the clock. I think more efficiently than Atlanta will be able to do it. Yeah. Um. I don't think Atlanta's defense is better than last year. I think it's going to be worse than last year, and it was already pretty bad. Um, That's spicy. I, yeah. I mean, they spent a lot of their picks on defense, so there's going to be a lot of rookie uh, picks over there. Um, it's going to be really. It's going to be a tough year for Atlanta. Um, you know, the head coach is going to be playing for his career. You know, Kirk Kirk Cutter, the offensive coordinator, could inherit his second NFC South team by the end of the year. But um, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I like that. I like, essentially, you know, Tyler Lockett's going to be a go. DK Metcalf's going to be a go. Chris Carson's going to be a go. Uh, what, do you th- what do you think about the fact that DK Metcalf was still being drafted above Tyler Lockett? I think that is criminal. Um, Tyler Lockett is a phenomenal talent. Um, obviously DK Metcalf is pretty great. You know, if he wasn't 10 feet tall and all muscle, we probably wouldn't be, uh, all over him, (laughs) but, um, right. You know, I mean, both receivers are great. I just think that, you know, Tyler Lockett is a more complete wide receiver and, uh, he has probably a much more better connection with uh Russell Wilson. All right, the Jets are heading up to Buffalo to get curb this, stomped in my opinion. Yes, this could probably get real ugly real quick for oh, yeah. uh, New York. Um their one, you know, we just mentioned Jamal Adams getting traded away. Their one good defensive player. Bye-bye. Um Adam Gase he makes me not like players on his team. Oh yeah, I'm I'm totally off on uh, 
Yeah. I mean, the only startable asset, Le'Veon Bell, you're going to be very disappointed in this week, I think. Um, I mean, the one good news from New York, there was a talk of, you know, utilizing Le'Veon Bell more as a wide receiver, which I was like, maybe. Okay. But, you know, the signing of Frank Gore and the way that Adam Gase was talking about, oh, he's looked better than he has in years and yeah. he looks so young. And I'm like, he's 37. <laughs> He's, n- he's ancient. He's, oh my goodness! Like you couldn't. Le- I don't know. Use if you could just use Le'Veon Bell as he was used in Pittsburgh. I mean, their offensive line isn't that great, but I don't know. I think they were just not utilizing him as well. But um, I think Buffalo is gonna curb stomp all over them. Josh Allen's gonna have a freaking field day. Oh, Josh Allen's gonna field day. I think Stephon Diggs is gonna have easily a touchdown, hundred yards. Yeah, I think yeah. Stephon Diggs is probably they're probably going to showcase they're going to try to showcase that off. I think. Yeah. Oh, check out what we can. You do. know what? Now that I think about it, he would. You know, Stephon Diggs is probably going to be great trade bait for a week one. Ooh. Like he could be, he could be a like he could be scoring 20, 20 plus points Easy. week one. Yeah. All mm. right, Bears at Detroit. This one might also be another uh, lopsided kind of affair. I have Detroit. We got Mitch Kabisky starting starting for the Bears yeah. finally. The only, yeah, <laughs> the only thing that I have would be uh, if Chicago's defense manages to get the turnover on Matt Stafford. I mean, um, Mac, is AP, Carrion Johnson, DeAndre Swift. Who gets to start Week One? Carry on. Uh, it's gonna be Carry on. Yeah. Um, the quote unquote, we'll see about the Adrian about Adrian Peterson. I mean, he. They just signed him a couple days ago. He can't start in less than a week. Um, that'll be a slap in the face to the already downtrodden uh, carry on. So I think he'll uh, carry on and AP will probably split time mm-hmm. more on the carry on side until uh, Swift gets back. Um, Any fantasy value to be found in Chicago? I mean, David supposedly a little bit hurt. So I got uh, Tariq Cohen, maybe. I'm out of the backfield. Um, Tariq Cohen in probably like a full PPR, I would Alan consider. Allen Robinson same. is the same as well. And maybe you could take a dart throw on uh, Miller, or Anthony Miller, rather. Um, that could, you know, if Chicago's defenses, defense doesn't uh, commit turnovers, that could get really ugly quick. Definitely, definitely. Green Bay at Minnesota, that's a... Starting off a rival rivalry up there, yeah. Um, I hope Tom Adams does good. <laughs> I got, I got him. Yeah, I got. Oh man, this year could be a very ugly year for Green Bay. Like they, I think they had nine games last year that were one score games that went in their favor. Mm-hmm. So when you have that many uh, games go in your favor it's gonna swing the other way that's the i think that was the highest in the league last year and you know they were 13 and 3 last year and nine of those wins were only one score games um that is that could mean uh bad things could happen to green bay and minnesota's defense is just getting better and better they trade they traded for uh yannick I lost pronouncing. I can't pronounce. Yeah, I can't pronounce it. Very good defensive. Yeah, yeah. Another player on fire sale from the Jacksonville defense. Uh, Minnesota can 
can probably cause a lot of drama for Green Bay if things. Yeah, and don't Green go. Bay's defense isn't particularly strong, so Adam Thielen is probably going to have quite mm. a field day. Maybe mm. Dalvin Cook is probably going to be pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't bet against him. Miami Dolphins versus the new New England Patriots. The Cam Newton official starter. I could see this being a Miami win. Like they could start one and zero. It's plus it's it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. So um, yeah, um, lost in a lot of the. Uh, you know, this isn't the same New England defense as it was last year. A lot of their defense uh, opted out yeah, exactly. for COVID. So, you know, and it wasn't like backups. They were like starters and legit playmakers on their team. So, and don't forget, Miami last year lit up New England, yeah. like especially Fitzy. Um, and I could see them going in. Totally shocking them. Yeah, totally shocking them again. Um, and... I mean, New England kind of starts the year a little slow for you know for that is true. They don't really pick up till about October. Um, you know, you know, a lot of the years, a lot of times they'll, they'll they could start two and one or two and two. You know, slow for them. Um, and people are like, "Oh, what's going on?" But I could see Miami going out and getting the victory in uh in New England. Um, Cam Newton could probably be a decent. Uh, start. Um, we could see what his connection with Nikhil Harry would is going to be because you know big body wide receiver. We saw what he did with Kelvin Benjamin. Remember mm-hmm. that guy? Um, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting game. Yeah, it's not going to be uh, as probably as as, fan- as much fantasy production as we would certainly hope because we you know it's got two they're two basically entirely new teams and we don't really know what to expect yeah. here. Miami did yeah, Miami spent like two hundred million dollars on defense this past year. Yeah, they could agency. be good for all we know. Shit. Like yeah. they could totally shut New England down. They could have no chemistry because mm-hmm. it's Cam Newton. <laughs> True. Wouldn't be surprised. All right, we got Philadelphia at Washington and I love the Eagles defense for this one. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Like um this could be like one of those semi lopsided ones where you could still get fantasy value. Uh, probably for Washington, it'll call all come in like the mid third, fourth quarter when it's garbage time. Yeah. I have Philadelphia winning this one fairly easily. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, last year Philadelphia's pass defense was kind of weak on the weaker Ooh, side. It was real bad. As, you know, if real you were playing their secondary, you could just throw all over them. So you know, Terry McLaurin, keep make that man start. He's probably gonna get at least two touchdowns. Well, it's supposed to be Dwayne Haskins, so he probably. Definitely scary. Terry can probably get at least one touchdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, McLaurin only scored like three times last year. So that's I'm kinda... very interested in what Antonio Gibson does, what his workload is going to yes, look like. That, yeah, that's going to be all eyes on him. That on that. To game. me, this is like a wait and see kind of game. You know, obviously, if you had got Miles Sanders, you got to roll him out. You spend an early pick. Um, Zach Ertz is going to be fine. Roll Zach Ertz. He'll be perfectly fine. Yeah. Are you scared at all for uh, Dallas Goddard? Or he's just going to be another... I think uh, he's going to be a pain in the ass, and it's why I avoided Zach Ertz. Yeah. I thought about drafting him, but I was like, yeah. eh. I think since it's week one, and everyone... Well, and he ha- he's probably he's finally 100% healthy. Uh, Deshaun Jackson could easily be a oh, great sure. start here. He's going to start off hot and tear his abs again. Uh, <laughs> please no. <laughs> please no. Did you draft him? Uh, Am I? Did I? Did no, you? I haven't. Dra- I haven't drafted him yet. My, he could be sneaky. Yeah. I could. I could put a dollar bid in him on Wednesday. All right. 
I like it. That's a, that's probably a good dollar bid Wednesday mm-hmm. pick right there. <laughs> dollar like bid Wednesday. <laughs> we should do that. Dollar bid Wednesday. All right, the Las Vegas Raiders. That's right, the Las Vegas Raiders mm-hmm. versus Carolina. Carolina's defense was thirty first last year. Yeah, they got, Vegas is gonna light them up. Um, if Josh, if you, yeah. shoot you. Yeah. Uh, I don't have all the stats in front of me, but you know, I had I did a primer on Carolina's defense when I was talking about DJ Moore. Yeah. Um, Vegas is, or, yeah, Vegas is gonna be scoring a lot of points this game, even with Derek Carr. Josh Jacobs is gonna prove to a lot of play, people this uh, in Week One that he is deserving of a first round pick. Oh yeah, he's gonna dunk all over them. I mean, Darren Waugh is gonna dunk. Um, I think Brian Edwards, the uh, second rookie wide receiver in, oh. in uh, for Vegas, is gonna be a surprise productive because he's. More of a possession possession wide receiver, yeah. and Derek Carr likes. That's true. He can't. Likes Derek possession. Carr can't throw deep. Um, the reason why he fell so far was because he had a foot injury that dropped him a few rounds, and Vegas was like, "I'll take that." Yeah, yeah. Carolina, you've obviously got to start CMC. No brainer. He's probably he's going to be fine. Are right, any confidence in DJ Moore this week? Yes. Yes. I'm. Yeah. DJ Moore is my one of my higher. Higher uh, wide receivers. I'm gonna. He's probably gonna be an auto start for me most of the year. Even because oh. uh, Carolina is Spicy. gonna be down all the time. No, oh, yeah, they got the throw. They constantly. yeah they you know like I said, worst thirty uh, first ranked last year. Um, they drafted all defensive players, so they're all gonna be rookies. It's yeah. gonna be a shit show for Carolina defensively this year. So they're going to have to be playing catch up all the time. And who better than to catch up with than DJ Moore? Colts at Jacksonville. I got the Colts as a sneaky, sneaky defensive start again. Yeah. This, this could kiss the Jacksonville defense. Goodbye. I don't even know who the hell is left anymore. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was about to say, I'm like, this could be a, a low scoring game. And then I realized there's no one on Jacksonville to stop them. It's like a JV team. Yeah. The Colts uh, are going to dunk on him for sure. Yeah, that this is probably gonna be like one of those games that'll be like, who am I gonna start? Am I gonna do Jonathan Taylor or Marlon Mack? They're both gonna produce this game. Both, like, yeah, yeah. This is gonna be like Indianapolis gonna, can be like a top five rushing defense this year, and both of their running backs. And don't forget Naheem Hines. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. they're gonna be uh running everywhere, especially against Jacksonville. And uh, Jack Doyle might surprise with a random touchdown. I was gonna say if Jack Doyle doesn't get that random touchdown, it'll probably be Michael Pittman Jr. Watch, check it, but not T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton will get some receptions and some yardage, but not but no touchdown. And you're gonna be disappointed by that. Yeah, I think you're gonna be disappointed by T.Y. Hilton this year. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's healthy by his standards, I guess. Yeah. Right. I don't know. He's not Keenan Allen. I don't want to talk about Kenny. <laughs> I don't want to talk about. Kenny. Well, I guess I'm gonna to have to talk about him eventually, right? Yeah, um, I gotta talk about him eventually. Anything on the on Jacksonville that you think you can fire so up? So, luckily for us, the formula for having a good wide receiver is having a terrible defense. So, DJ Chark, he's gonna be great because they're gonna be down. They're gonna and Minshew's just gonna throw it to him. And the only pass-catching specialist on the running back side we know of is Chris Thompson, so I think he'll be pretty solid this week as well. I'm going to steer clear of everybody else. Yeah, I would. Like it'll I be totally would too. DJ Chark, Big Golf, Chris Thompson, nobody else. Like, 
that's it. Dead, dead to me. I mean, LaVisca Chenault, he might, you might just uh, circle his name just to see if, if he, he does, off, yeah, if he yeah. does, if he does anything. But uh, you know, Jacksonville is back to being shitty again. Yep. Browns at Ravens. This is actually going to be a very interesting matchup. See if the Browns actually have an offense for fi- finally. Yeah, if they, I mean, they could click. They, they're, they're really not going to click. I think this is. Gonna, I, mean, I think Baltimore is going to run all over them. We're yeah. going to say that triple-headed running monster. Yeah, they also. Yeah, they also uh, grabbed a uh, a fire sale Jacksonville defensive player past couple uh, this week, past week or two. Uh, was it defensive end? Or the safety. I, f- I forget who they picked up, but well, they had gotten Calais Campbell in the offseason. Yeah, yeah Calais Campbell. That's yeah, that's that's, that's so the player I was I was uh, referring to. Their defense is a is a. I think it can be a top five unit this year. Yeah, this is gonna be like this could be one of those games where um, the good team makes the bad uh, makes the unhinged team have drama. Mm-hmm. Like I like this could be a Green Bay Minnesota type of deal where if Minnesota OBJ is gonna have a meltdown. Oh Watch my, it. Oh. <laughs> Throwing his helmet against the yeah. the goalpost, the, yep. the, mm-hmm. the the kicking net. You nailed it. Um, I mean, basically, I I'm Lamar Jackson is going to be an auto start for sure. Um, Hollywood, he's going to prove to people that he is higher than where he's going to be yes. drafted at. You start Mark um, Andrews. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you this week you could probably start Mark marking him with. Relative confidence. I wouldn't start J.K. Downs. And we got to see what happens. There, what? Yeah, there. I saw camp reports where he was like they were gonna involve him a lot, but I think this is gonna be a mostly Mark Ingram show. Um, in Cleveland, there's a lot of mouths to feed, and I'm not really sure what boo, we're to expect on this offense. Yeah, boo all of it. Um, avoiding it. I mean, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are probably the highest on my list of players on that team uh, for Baltimore, this week. Man, they, I, I'm, I'm telling you, they're gonna have just a bad gonna, week. They have a bad week. Everybody across the board. Yeah, I think they're all gonna have a bad week. Speaking of everybody across the board, is bad. The Chargers. All right, we're talking about them. <laughs> the Chargers versus the the Bengals. Uh, I think the Chargers defense could be interesting. Yeah, this could. This is another thing where like a lot of uh, off season narratives are gonna be like clashing. Like, is uh, is uh, da, 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 Joe Burrow gonna be the the, go- the yeah. godson, where he's gonna be thrown everywhere? Um, I mean, Cincinnati Chargers defense is also terrible. True, they could be. He could just be throwing it, slinging it down the field all the time. Um, Chargers did lose their uh, star defense, defensive uh, safety. Hayward? No, not Hayward. He, uh, no. Uh, Man, it, doesn't matter. it was a first round pick last year. I wanted the Bucks to pick him. They lost him. They put him to IR. Oof. Um, so maybe they're not as good. He was probably one of their be- better players. I can't. I can't remember for life of me his name, but um. Also, Chargers quarterback, Mr. Tyra Taylor. Boo. If there's one player that he can support, it could probably be Keenan, but I'm not high on him at all this year. um, It's been three years since he's done anything, maybe two, like back when he was with the Cleveland Browns. Right. And he disappointed immensely. Um Austin Eckler could have a pretty decent, uh, will have a decent game. For sure. Austin um, Eckler was probably, is probably the only real fantasy asset you can trust out of this. Joe Mixon for Cincinnati, he'll probably get his. Mm-hmm. But overall, you'll probably be disappointed. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that are hoping that AJ Green will be healthy for this week. Um, I mean, he's 100 percent supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Bucks versus Saints. Here this, we go. This is probably the one game. Well, at least for me, because you know I'm a Bucks fan. Um, everyone's gonna be like, "Does Tom Brady? Tom Brady still have it? It's, it's Drew Brees. Tom Brady versus Drew. This is we're gonna have this game twice a year at least for the next year or two. It's gonna be great. That's what you're hoping. Uh, I mean, you know, in and out, two year adventure. <laughs> in and out, two year adventure. Um. There's a lot of new pieces on Tampa Bay side offensively. Um, a lot, just in the running back. Yeah, just in the yeah, just in the running backs. Jesus Christ. Um, obviously with uh, Tommy Two Shoes will be. Oh, this gets me nervous. I mean, is, I think I think they're, they're going to sputter. They're going to sputter. I think it's so new. It's so different. It's it's yeah. going to take some time to gel. Because, and and you're going to be. You're going to be frustrated for fantasy. I think mm. they could still win the game, perhaps, mm-hmm. but for fantasy, you're going to be frustrated by the Bucks. I think this year, Cameron Brake catches two touchdowns, and everyone's <laughs> oh. going to be like, "What the? Who the fuck?" And I'm like, "Well, me as a Bucks fan, I'm like, yeah, that's that's been our fucking tight end who yeah. catches touchdowns past three years." But um, on the Saints side, that that should be interesting. I think Michael Thomas will get his. Alvin Kamara is, is not holding out. He ain't never hold, held out his whole mm. life, according to. Twitter. Yeah, uh, I mean, New Orleans, outside of Emmanuel Sanders, it's the same exact players. Um, yeah. They are probably one of the teams that didn't have uh, too much changeover. So this is like uh, a tale of two different off seasons for uh, the teams. I think New Orleans is going to probably, you know, there's a lot of new pieces defensively for Tampa as well. Um, all their All of New Orleans pieces are going to be fine. I think yeah. they'll be great. Um, I might be very sad Sunday. You may be sad Sunday. You may be sad. Cardinals at the 49ers. That's a good one. I'm looking forward to this game myself. Very curious to see what happens. Uh, allegedly, the 49ers have a great defense. So can the air raid offense penetrate the, the 49er defense? It's going to be at San Francisco. Um, I don't even know if that matters anymore since a lot of these uh, stadiums have. They're going to be empty. They're going to be <laughs> empty. Um, probably a lot of eyes on this one as well. Um, pro- uh, because of uh, DeAndre Hopkins coming over, uh, with uh second year. Kyle so he's Murray. gonna he's probably gonna draw the 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 eye of uh Richard Sherman. Mm. I don't think he's had to play Richard Sherman before. That's it's true. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I think I think I think San. I mean Arizona's defense isn't. Anything great? I think San Francisco can run all over Arizona's oh, for defense. Sure. Um, so we're not gonna need to worry about you know Mostert. Uh, I mean, I think both Mostert and Coleman could have a decent game. Oh, they should both be probably viable. <laughs> At least as flex options um, for sure. Definitely want to see how they utilize uh, Debo Samuel if he's gonna be a, just a decoy his right. first week back. Um, Brandon, obviously George Brandon Kittle is Ayuk, gonna be, maybe has a deep one. Uh, I think Brandon Ayuk is injured. He, oh, might, not, he, might, he, might, he might not play week one. That's all George Kittle. <laughs> it's gonna be George Kittle. Maybe a uh, Kendrick Bourne is Whoa. a player that you want to keep an eye out. Deep, yeah, okay. it's super deep, but uh, he could uh see some work. Um, I just want to see how they split time between Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds. Hopefully, they don't split time at all. 
<laughs> you want it to be 99 and 1. Yes. <laughs> Not 60, yeah. 60, 40. If it's a good 75, 25, I'd be happy with that. That's pretty mm-hmm. fucking good. Mm-hmm. Cowboys at Rams. That's another, should be another good game. Oh, this is probably going to be another high scoring game. Like, yeah, this is the, I believe this is the Sunday Ram- night game. Yeah. Rams defense isn't as great as it was two years ago. Um, Dallas's defense is average. Yeah. I guess. Um, both offenses are pretty damn awesome. I think this is going to be oh, a barn fantasy barn. gold mine. Every play, like uh, how was, deep? How how deep? So for the so let's say for the Cowboys, c- can you just start CD Lamb reliably? I'm gonna have to say no. Um, okay. for I mean week one rookie wide receiver with the no preseason games. That's too scary for me. You know, we right. still have Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Don't forget Blake Jarwin could oh. potentially break out you for saying, this. Oh, you think Blake Jarwin could pop out? All right. He's there's been some noise over in Dallas training camp, like, oh man, you know, Blake Jarwin, yeah. I'm I'm still a little sketch, but you know, Blake Jarwin, you could get him super duper late in drafts because no one like not no one, but uh, casual fans wouldn't really know about him. Right. The only thing, only tight end they know is Jason Witten, and he's not even on the same team. Yeah, um, Zeke will be fine. Nothing to stress. Yeah, there. Zeke will be fine. So I guess for the Rams, we're gonna finally find out: is it Woods? Is it Cup? It's gonna be both. Well, it's gonna be it's both. gonna be both. But um, who's gonna be who's gonna be slightly better? <laughs> <laughs> Who get me? Who's the points? Um, I mean, Cup is gonna score the touchdown. I heard Tyler Higbee is in the mix too. I saw. All right, don't quote me on this. Quoting you? Okay. Uh, I know. I saw a headline. I don't know if it was on Twitter, but uh saw that the Rams unsuccessfully tried to trade uh, Gerald Everett. Oh, shit. A couple days ago. So take that as what you will. Tyler Higby had a fan-fucking-tastic five end-of-season five-game stretch, uh, getting five games over 500 for a tight end. I think it was like the third or fourth time ever that's yeah. ever happened. Um. Tyler Higby could be super surprising, or he could keep up that streak of being dominant. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one player that I want to look out for. And whoever has the role of running back one, of right now, I think right now it's Malcolm Brown. Maybe Cam Akers. And maybe Cam Akers. I don't know. Who knows? That's oof. Well, I guess we'll find out. And wrapping up our Monday night games, Pittsburgh versus the Giants, Titans versus oh, the Broncos. Man. I think Pittsburgh is going to run o- run all over the Giants. I don't know. Um, the Giants offense might be spicy. You, you forget. They got no defense, though. You forget the Pittsburgh defense. Mm-hmm. Did you know the only reason Pittsburgh had a non-losing season last year was because of their defense? They were, at, once they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick from the Dolphins, that was probably the, I mean, they were the number two defense behind New England. Damn. That's impressive. Like, yeah. And, you know, if they had a competent quarterback, they probably would have made the playoffs last year. Well, Big Ben's coming back, so you think... Exactly. You think um, what's going to happen? Are they going to... They, Giants don't have a defense. Giants are... N- no. I don't... I think Daniel Jones, he is very prone to fumbles, which is really weird. He didn't have a lot of interceptions last year, but he had, I think, like nine fumbles or something. Good God. Yeah, it was an atrocious amount of fumbles. Um, Pittsburgh can probably... Pittsburgh can force a lot of fumbles and that could just derail the whole defense. I think Pittsburgh is going to be scoring big over 
Okay. Some fantasy value to be found there. Titans, Broncos. I could see this one as being a defensive struggle. Yes. Both for sure. teams uh are very hot like especially in the second half of last year, Broncos really turned on their defense. Yes, they did. Um uh, Nick Nick Fangio is that the head coach? Uh, he's a defensive minded coach and he finally got everyone bought into uh their his system and they were top flight defense. And the Titans just signed Jadavian Clowney. Yeah. So they they like their defense, they like running it down your throat. This could be a very boring game. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like a – I mean, we're going to have to figure out what's going on with the Broncos' offense, like who's going to get the ball. It's supposedly lethal is all hell, but then we're completely reliant on Drew Luck. Yeah, I just – very early in the offseason, I was really high on the Denver offense, and I think they'll be great this year. It's just – it's really tough against the Titans defense, and that's putting yeah, that's putting it all on Drew Locke. And he had a decent end to last year, but he didn't have anything like fantastic in terms of yards. I don't think he passed 300 yards passing one, maybe once, um, out of his five or six starts. Um, this could be one of those like pretty boring last Monday night game. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> also, it starts at 10 o'clock, so. Good luck Tuesday mornings. <laughs> yeah, right. Ask yeah. for that. Or ask for that night off. Ask for, ask for that, that day, off. Off, day off. All right, guys. So there you go. There's our week one thoughts coming up. It's right here. Get those lineups set. And as always, you can find us at fourthanddirty.com. Uh, you can email us fourthanddirty at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fourthanddirty. Don't be shy. We're here to help you during the off season. Uh, coming up next week, obviously, we'll be reviewing week one. We got shit to bed and killed it. Ooh, yes. Obviously, you know, it will bring you any news, anything uh, we'll talk about the weeks coming up. I mean, we're this is it, guys. This is it. It is finally here. Are you excited, Adam? There it is. There's the Biaw. Adam, where can we find you at, baby? You can find me both on Twitter and Instagram, both handles, Atom1241. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Madonna, Jesse, at Jesse Madonna. You can find Evan on Instagram and Twitter, at EvanTheMighty96. <laughs> Don't be shy just because he's missing out. You can hit him up, give him some condolences, give him some of that sweet love. His team certainly needs it. <laughs> Ayo. All right, guys, we will see you next week. See ya. Meow.